This is the ERP Advisor. Today's episode, using an ERP consultant for a successful implementation. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's call, using an ERP consultant for a successful implementation. Sean Wendell is one of our speakers for today. Sean is the founder and managing principal of ERP Advisors Group based in Denver, Colorado. Sean has over 20 years of experience in the enterprise software industry. Joe Malil is our guest today. Joe is a principal consultant at ERP Advisors Group. He has over 20 years experience with information technology and has helped many organizations with analysis, selection, implementation, and implementation, excuse me, of their ERP systems with a proven track record of successful projects. On today's call, we will discuss ERP implementations and all the intrinsic details involved. We will also take a look behind the scenes to reveal the mechanics of how our consultants work their magic to accomplish successful ERP implementations. Sean and Joe, thank you for joining us. Yeah, good to Great. see you. Good Hello. to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> yeah. So implementations, one word that means a lot and has a lot of moving parts, right? Yes. yes. Indeed. Yeah. So with the ultimate goal being a successful go live. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you both know well, it takes a lot to get there, right? It does. A yes. lot yeah. involved. Yeah. Yes. So, and a lot of expense and investment and everything, right? So That's right. Okay. So we'll jump right in. Sean, Good. I'm going to start with you. Okay, perfect. With a two-part question. Okay. How do you know whether or not you should hire an ERP implementation consultant? And if so, how do you go about finding the right one? Okay, perfect. That's easy. Oh, I, you know, it's, uh, I mean, we can answer it like salesy, blah, 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 but I don't, we don't do that. We're like, like pretty honest. Um, so the first part of the question, I'll answer that. And then I might ask you to repeat the second part, but let me, okay. get my attention's on the first part. You know, we're not for everybody. Um, and that's really true. So if a, if a company is going through a major software change, CRM, HCM, ERP, EIEIO, you know, all those different <laughs> all <the> acronyms. <laughs> Sorry. I'm excited to have Joe here today because he's yes. like the funny guy that uh, we're going to have some fun. Yes. But, um, but if you look at all those different kinds of enterprise applications, uh, there's complexity and there's lots of uh, challenges that goes with each one that's a little bit different for sure for each department that's in impacted and all that stuff. But when it comes to the implementation, um, some organizations, companies, nonprofits, government agencies have enough people and enough time with those people and enough experience and time of those people Mm -hmm. to get through it. So there are good projects that happen without implementation consultants. But when you look at um, the client side, right? That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about the technical, like I I should make a disclaimer here. Like if you go out and acquire an app, don't think your internal team's going to be able to set it up. Like that's impossible. Unless your internal team happens to have that very specific experience of the Mm -hmm. app that you selected, you're going to need specialists that only do that. So I will separate the technical configuration from what we call client side implementation services. So I'm going to answer your question from when do you need client side implementation services? Sounds good. Like I said, if you have people, they have time and they have experience implementing projects, you're probably going to be okay. 
But what I've noticed in my my long career, as <laughs> I got a haircut recently, and I think they cut off most of my grays. Yeah. I think they're just shorter now. Um, it's wise experience. It's wise experience. It That's mm-hmm. right. Yes. Um, is that since 1999, there okay. was a tech boom in the late 90s, and then there was a tech bust going into the early 2000s. Right. And you saw a lot of growth and lots of organizations had tons of people. But I will tell you, in the last 20 years, that is not what we see, especially mm. with mid-sized organizations. People are really busy right. already. They have their own job. Too. They have their own job. They're usually working during the day and a little bit at night and a little bit in the weekends already, you know, mm-hmm. 40, 50, 60 hours sometimes. And the really good people are definitely doing that. And the good people are who you need on the implementation. Mm -hmm. So now you've got your good people and you're going to give them this other project and you're going to expect them to pay attention to all the details of both projects. And it's a bit of a disaster uh, ready to happen. So that's one of the biggest indicators we look for. Even if we're like, should we help these guys? Can we help them? Is are they so busy with their day jobs that they really do need an expert that can come in and and help kind of offset and do some of the tasks on the client side? So that's mm-hmm. how I'd answer the first question is it depends on how many resources you have available and their experience with doing it. What was the second part? How do you go about finding the right ERP implementation consultant? Okay. Now that's, that's a really good question too, because, um, there's lots of options, right? In the market. Like, again, I'm like the worst salesperson ever. (laughs) There really are like, you could go out and hire a gal. That's a project management professional PMP. Um, you could go out and hire somebody who's implemented a project before, like single shingle, like they're on their own. Mm -hmm. You could go out and hire your accounting firm to help you. Or you could go out and hire uh, like an outsourced, um, you know, accounting resourcing company to help you. Or you could hire a firm like us, right? There's six options I just laid out. There's probably more. You could go hire somebody and then bring them in full time to run your project. So there's lots of different options. But what it ultimately comes down to, what I look for on every client that we're vetting You know, Mm -hmm. what clients vet us, we vet our our prospects too. One of the biggest things I look for is do they have the need to get the project done right? They need to get it done fast with the ultimate quality and they value that. If they really need to do that, like they really need a professional job, you know, maybe the difference between calling, you know, one plumber over another, you know, oh, they're all the same. No, they're not. They're not. They really aren't. Um, You know, we're on the more high end, maybe a little more expensive, but it's sort of like like a really nice hotel room. Like I travel, I used to travel mm-hmm. a lot. We're starting to get back on the road, mm-hmm. but I tend towards hotel rooms that are maybe a little bit more because they're a little more clean. They're a little more uh, friendly, the staff. Right. Um, and that's sort of how we are, right? Like we know what we're doing. We're going to come in. We're going to kill it. We're going to do amazing. Mm-hmm. I, it's just inevitable because that's just what we do for a living. But sometimes you don't need that kind of firepower is what I'm trying to say. Like we right. just had a client um, that I was thinking about for Joe that was related 
related to similar to a client that you had just done an implementation with. So we'll talk mm -hmm. about that more where one of the clients mm -hmm. hired us. Joe ran a really successful NetSuite implementation. Then we had another client we helped with a selection that actually went with NetSuite, mm -hmm. different client. And then they hired somebody to do their client side project management, oh, not us. And so um, there's two different scenarios there. But but the other the difference between the two for sure is that the first company was moving fast. Uh -huh. <laughs> to say the least. Right. Yeah. It was a very complex implementation. And they they also, when the project was done, they kind of just needed the person to go away. I mean, what are you going to do if you hire somebody and then the project's done? Right. So those are just some considerations I'd throw out. Right. Well, sometimes your time is worth more, right? To exactly. continue working and doing what you need to do and then bring someone in to help you, right? That's it. Yes. So, Joe, we're so happy to have you join us. Thank you. Oh, glad yeah. to be here. Thank you. So I have heard through the grapevine that we've had some really amazing go lives recently. Can you share with us um, your work with them uh, and um, how they got to where they are today with your help? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> so one of the clients is based out of uh, Troy, Michigan, okay. and they basically run a bunch of consultants that help them with various uh, decisions and help them advi uh, advise them. Mm -hmm. So that was really good. The, the only differentiating factor with that, every goal life is different. You have different clients, you have different vendors. So the key thing is to find a, a good, very good vendor. In this case, it happened to be an offshore vendor. Mm -hmm. And the most important piece became the communication aspect as far as from the offshore to our team and from our team to the offshore team as well. So the communication aspect was extremely important. This client also did not have a lot of experience with the ERP systems. Hence, they came to us as advisors to walk them through it. So the first thing we did was, all right, what is it that you need? How do you want to go about doing this? And we lay out a plan that we'd like them to follow. And we have to hold their hands through it all because they have, they did not have anybody on their team that actually went through an ERP implementation. Mm -hmm. So they do not know the ups and downs of what an implementation could entail. A lot of hidden dangers and a lot of hidden gems, mm -hmm. uh, depending on if you know where to look for it. Uh, that's where an experienced ERP uh, advisor comes in for that matter. Mm -hmm. So the project went very smoothly. Um, there were a few hiccups here and there, as expected, with mm -hmm. almost every implementation. Right. And it's how you navigate about those and how you identify those ahead of time so you can mitigate those uh, risks that come up. So all in all, that project went quite well, uh, quite flawlessly, actually. The other client had offices all around the world. So it was a little bit, it was trickier in that we had to coordinate between the various countries and the corporate office here in the U.S. The difference in this particular project was they had a resource internally that was quite technically savvy. So that resource was able to step in and do some of the configuration work, et cetera, as long as they were given the right guidance. It helps as far as sharing knowledge, where the consultants now no longer have to teach and train this particular uh, client because they have an internal resource. A lot of times that's not the case. So we have to step in and be that uh, technical expertise for them. Um, we have to manage the vendor. And it's extremely important to have the right vendor. You don't want someone coming in that's only done one or two implementations. You want someone that's quite seasoned mm -hmm. and has been there before, has seen the ins and outs of everything imaginable that can go right and wrong within an implementation. 
I like using analogy because I'm Mr. Analogy. <laughs> it's kind of like if I wanted to go on a guided tour of the Amazon forest, I don't want to go with someone who's just looked at a Google map and read up on it and know how to go through it. But mm-hmm. I'd rather go with someone who's been through that a few times on the floor. Watch out for that area. There's mm-hmm. sand pits over there. This is where in the afternoons the lions like to hang out. <laughs> so you want to navigate through those and go through the uh, the safest route possible and identify uh, issues way before they even uh, occur. Right. The only way to do that is through experience. Without a doubt. Yes. Without a doubt. So circling back or referring back to client-side implementations, mm-hmm. um, what can you tell us, Sean, about client-side project managers and how they can help achieve a successful go-live? Well, a, a client-side project manager, um, the best that I've seen, um, they basically kind of represent or look like or uh, resemble a bulldog. Mm-hmm. That's really it. Like Joe. Okay. <laughs> so when you see Joe, you're like, "Guy, oh, he's a great guy. He's yeah. super nice." Until, all right, <laughs> get me in front of a project. That's, That's right, true, right? Where That's a good the, way you to know, be. Like we've got, a, we've had a couple mm-hmm. of situations recently with a, one particular vendor in the nonprofit space um, that's just been kind of dragging their heels and everything else. And so, you know, Joe's been able to stay on these people and make sure that they show up and they get things done. Another construction company we're working with right now that's trying to mm-hmm. optimize their existing app. And mm-hmm. uh, that implementation partner has been just a booger to work with. Oh, um, so, so you just chase them up, you know, you just mm-hmm. like stay on people, make sure that things happen. Like, for real happen. And I think that's the thing that I love the most about, about our team is that, you know, we're not jerks about it. Like, Hey, where is it? Let's go chop, chop. It's like, no, what's happening. Mm -hmm. Why, why are you delaying? What are you waiting for? What more information do you need? Is there some problem that's preventing you from giving you, giving you or a problem that you have that's preventing you from giving us what we need. And inevitably the implementation team will say, well, yeah, we need blah. We need this requirement. We sent the note mm-hmm. to the client. They haven't got back to us. Literally on calls, we'll say, okay, hold on. And we'll join the client into that call, mm-hmm. like bridge them in or zoom them in or mm-hmm. whatever we do. And and then whoop, there's the person we talk to and it's done. And the implementation partner has what they need to get it done. Right. So um, it's really, it really does come down to somebody who is uh, willing to get cycles done. It's, it's really a funny thing. Like I've, I've observed a lot over the last whatever many years and working in lots of different organizations, big companies, little companies or whatever. But what I really love about, again, our client side project managers is they're like, okay, this is the task. I get it done. What's the next task? I get it done. Oh, this task goes a little longer. Fine. I go on to the next one. I get that done. I go back to them and get it done. It's done. We want done. And that's what you really need from that PM is just things getting done. Not just, well, here's the plan and here's the issues list and, you know, spread a little magic here and there and mm. everything's fine. No, no, no. It's like, what you do? So that's what we look for. Okay. So it sounds like organization and communication. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's with everything, right? But yeah. Definitely with yeah. But when you're paid to come in and that's like right. pull this stuff off, like that's a really that's right. big success criteria I look for is like, what did you mm-hmm. get done? How many meetings did we hold this week? How many deliverables did we deliverable, deliver mm-hmm. where there was satisfaction with the client? Yep. So Joe, let's say someone starts out thinking they can do the implementation by themselves, but then they realize they need to bring some someone in to help. Right. How can an ERP consultant help rescue an overworked team? All right, good question. Um, a lot of time people, individuals think that they can 
handle the implementation on their own or within their own company and their own team. It doesn't take long before they get into the path that they realize like we're way in over our head. There are so many loose end, loose ends that need to be tied up. There's so much knowledge that we don't have internally that is required to run this project. So that's when they come to a company like ours mm-hmm. and we jump in. The first thing that we do is analyze everything that's going on, analyze the, what needs to be implement, implemented, what the skill sets are within the team and try to formulate a plan that works through every single aspect of the of the project as far as what kind of training is required <clears throat> how skilled are the vendors um, what kind of time is available from the client side to actually implement the project mm-hmm. most of the time it's going to be another job that you have in addition to your regular job it's at least 50% plus depending on which phase of the project you're in mm-hmm. it could be 100% it could be 10% but they need to have the visibility into what is required from a resource perspective. Then uh, we come in and then we start driving the project. And driving the project could mean one of many things. It could be guiding them. It could also be rolling up your sleeves and jumping into the system, which I've done a couple of times. I get access to the system. I get in there and start looking around and trying to figure out what Mm -hmm. needs to happen. Uh, And so it just... Depends on what really needs to happen. A lot of times, to your point, tasks need to get uh, need to happen. Mm-hmm. The key thing is to figure out why is it not happening. Is it maybe lack of training? Is it not knowing what the future holds? So once again, you sit down with them and say, "All right, how can I help you?" And we sit down with the client and we work as a team to accomplish that particular task. And as the project goes on, you start getting the confidence of the the client. They start trusting you more and more because now you are actually helping them on this complex journey. Mm-hmm. Juliet, if yeah. I may. Sure, please. Excuse me. It reminds me of a client that we're working on very recently. The question is very apropos. And uh, this particular client was going through an implementation for a couple years or so and then called us and then you went in and what did you do for those guys? Yeah, I went in and took a, I did an analysis of where they were at. They were thinking about going live in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. They were nowhere close to going oh, live. Oh, they were disaster. still configuring the system. Requirements were out there that they didn't know about. They had no idea how to go about doing the testing scenarios and walking through the whole testing mm-hmm. phase of it. They hadn't even begun on that journey. They couldn't get exactly in agreement right. as far as how their own processes run. Different people had different mm-hmm. ideas of how things were run. So it was, okay, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's start from square one. Let's do this the right way and, and advance in that uh, manner. We're still in that project, and mm-hmm. we expect to be in that project for a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank the goodness they found you, right? Because yes. it would have been a disaster otherwise. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So, okay, so, Sean, we're going to get a little technical here. Okay. Um there are many different ways to approach an ERP implementation. What would you say um, that the Big Bang approach, mm. is, is that better than a phased approach? Or what can you share with us on that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I have a little bit of a, of a, a thing to give up. As I know mm. we, we kind of look at the questions in advance. Mm-hmm. I look at them extremely fast just to make sure they're fine. And mm-hmm. then I don't even think about them. Mm-hmm. So when you ask these questions, I'm like, wow, Wait what do I say <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're both good. No, here's, here's my, like, like uh, my instant answer, right? I'm at the point in my career where I know the right answer, thankfully, right? The right answer is phased approach. Hmm. Unequivocally. Okay. Every single time. 
if you can. There's a reality there that take like a um, like a construction business, for instance, we're doing a lot of construction work right now, which is great. Um, just talked to a great company this morning, too. And um, thinking about their business, right? We if you think about I'm just going to use this as an example, but but this is some, we've talked about this before. Go to the website. There's mm-hmm. tons of information about how to decompose the business processes, understand the business application ecosystem and the different functions that are within there. And you got the diagram with the puzzle box. Mm-hmm. That's what you, I think if you search on puzzle box ERP, we should have something that comes up, Sean. Yes. Good. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. Awesome digital marketing manager who's writing it down. Yes. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Thanks for everything as usual. Anyway. Um, So here's the thing is that the more change you have, the more risk you have to the organization dying. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care what kind of change it is. And I mean, literally dying, unfortunately, it could be a new uh, manufacturing machine. It could be a new way of doing a certain service. It could be a new market, whatever it is, the more change, the more risk there is. So if anytime you can limit the amount of change to a, a segment and then make that segment bigger later and then bigger later and bigger later, the better you are. Because the first thing, the first phase, you get a certain benefit <clears throat> that will be uh, realized across all the additional phases. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned the construction business. So so uh, for this particular client, just thinking with them, right, they have kind of a best of breed approach for their apps. They're looking at changing out their ERP. What they're really looking for is finance and uh, job costs. Those are some of the biggest areas that they need to focus in. Some sales stuff too, right? But they have their time tracking in a system they're implementing in an HR and that. And um, so there's other things too. But but if we can do a project for them where we can get them into their new app quickly and, and get the key users that are involved in that first phase comfortable, that's great. But what's really beneficial is the IT people, the executives, you know, the stakeholders across the whole organization see we can do it successfully. And then they know what to do better on the second phase. So another example is a, uh, a larger client of ours that's a wholesale distributor. It's coming off a very large mainframe system. And then they have other kind of best of breed apps kind of bolted in around it. And um, what we've realized for them, and this is really, 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 really important. As as you know, I try to drop in nuggets that's mm-hmm. like, please like get this point for folks that are listening to this. They're on a very old legacy technology. And so to move over to a cloud-based software as a service, multi-tenant, you know, uh, I'm aging myself when I say WSDL, but, you know, open, um, you know, SOAP APIs and all the stuff that's like WSBang new today, right? To go from the old to the new with just a little bit of the business helps us get used to the new technology platform. And there's so much to be said for that. Just mm-hmm. having the the knowledge of how that platform works and getting that, all those learning, like first kind of lessons learned out of the mm-hmm. way so that then the next phase is really just about, oh yeah, now we're going to go from finance in the first phase to now we're going to go to purchasing in the second phase. That doesn't sound like you would do it, but in this instance, they, they um, purchase billions and billions of mm-hmm. dollars of items every year. So it's mm-hmm. a big deal. Right. Now, at least we're just dealing with the purchasing process. We're not dealing with, oh my gosh, I need to write a database trigger and I can't because the instance is shared amongst multiple companies. What? 
what are you talking about? I, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. No, but you will. You will. Mm-hmm. By the second phase, you'll know how that technology platform works. So then you're just focused on the different parts of the business that you're rolling out the software to, as opposed to all the rest of the concerns, as well as usually you have executives looking down at you mm-hmm. saying, you know, these projects, they don't usually go so well. So uh, how's yours going to be different there, Mr. or Mrs. Sponsor? Right. So get a quick win. That's what it comes down to. Right. Sometimes you can't do that, though. Sometimes it's all mired together like this client that Joe's talking about, right. all his custom <clears throat> systems and everything else. And the whole purpose yeah. of their project is to have a new platform to run the business from. Everybody's got to go at once in that instance. Right. It's just a matter of how you get there and finally getting there, right? All right. Absolutely. Yes. That's it. So. Yep. So, okay. Well, I think we're out of time for today. So we're so happy everyone joined us, Joe, Sean. Thank you for always sharing your expertise with us. We appreciate it. And we're going to continue this um, next month on our webinar series um, talking about successful go live. So this will just roll into next month for us. So perfect. maybe Joe, you can come back and join us again. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be right. great. So, okay, perfect. ERP Advisors Group is one of the country's top independent enterprise software consulting firms, advising mid- to large-sized businesses on selecting and implementing business applications, including ERP, CRM, HCM, business intelligence, and other enterprise applications, which equate to millions of dollars in software deals each year across many industries. This has been the ERP Advisor.